Welcome to the latest episode of the Weekend Barbecue Guru Fantasy Football Show. Hey, it is getting close to Christmas. I think there's nothing better than hearing the Eagles please come home for Christmas anytime you can hear it. It is a classic. We have a really, really cool episode today. We're going to talk about some things. After this message, we will be right back. Welcome back to the Weekend Barbecue Guru Fantasy Football Show. I'm your host, Larry Brake, coming to you from the southeast coast of Georgia. In fact, there's only one one coast of Georgia, and we are on it. Hey, I have been challenged. I was challenged to do, for Christmas, a Mexican-style barbecue dish. Now, if you think about it, you hardly ever hear of a Mexican-style using Mexican like you would do for, say, fajitas or whatever, enchiladas. You never hear that used for barbecue. Well, you know what? I've been challenged, and I am going to do it. So I had to research some of the, like, different types of uh, uh, Mexican-style marinade and, uh, like, enchiladas, beef, and, uh, say, uh, chicken. I guess you could do pork also. So that's what I've been experimenting with was the Mexican style marinade. And I think I have come up, I have found what looks to be a winning combination with with my marinade. Now what I'm gonna do with it, I haven't decided if I'm gonna do a brisket or a uh, pork butt but it's going to be a different style. The uh, Probably the, the wood that I use to uh, smoke will be probably mesquite to kind of offset some of the spiciness of it. But hey, let me, uh, let me give you a little bit of the uh, ingredients for the Mexican marinade. Uh, you are ready to write this down one tablespoon of chili powder one tablespoon of uh, cumin one teaspoon of garlic powder one teaspoon of red pepper flakes one teaspoon of kosher salt one teaspoon of uh, black pepper one tablespoon of sugar a half a cup of uh, olive oil, three tablespoons of Worcestershire sauce, and one large lime freshly squeezed. Now, that is the marinade. That is the, the uh, oh, I guess the basic. And, and this will make, will cover roughly uh, three pounds of meat. So 
use that as the basics basis of your uh, marinade that you want to use to uh, for your whatever meat that would be probably your average size st louis uh, rib rack rack of rib there but uh, i will warn you this and the mistake i made the first time was uh, the the lime trying to decide what was a large and what was not a large lime so I think it's you're probably better to err on maybe a medium size so that the the uh, lime won't overtake the flavoring of it that uh, it'll be kind of an accent that's kind of why that I want to do the mesquite wood maybe to counterbalance the uh, tanginess of the lime there but uh, it, uh, it it really turned out well in fact uh, I can't say this is mine but the author is uh, Sue Ringsdorf I found this tried it and it is absolutely absolutely fabulous so what I'm thinking about is uh, brisket with that uh, Mexican style uh, marinade and as far as rub there's like different spices that you can put on like when you're cooking through and you put it in your smoker I mean all spice is uh, used in uh, Mexican cooking that uh, cinnamon surprised me as in a list I found one for Mexican herb list it was on their chili powder of course that's Pretty obvious clove coriander cumin nutmeg those are probably the go-to familiar ones uh, sesame I never not ever really noticed sesame in any of the Mexican dishes that I've ever had uh, achiote a-c-h-i-o-t-e is uh, something used in sauces marinades but I've never heard of it Anise, A N I S E, uh, cocoa, and believe it or not, cinnamon. It was on the list of uh, spices. But you could probably go and get a rub that would add maybe uh, like maybe a fajita type of rub, uh, fajita seasoning you could put onto uh, your uh, chicken or, or uh, beef. Of course, I'm planning on doing a brisket. So that would probably work out fine for the uh, fajita seasoning, but I would definitely marinate it in the uh, the Mexican style marinade overnight, and then when I put it uh, in the smoker, I would uh, put the rub from the fajita seasoning, which to me is would just really, 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 really make it uh, more of a like a Mexican style restaurant dish instead of like. You know a, a barbecue style and you know you probably would want to do sliced the sliced brisket uh, with that and kind of like a fajita style type of deal instead of uh, like chopped in a sandwich probably better sliced so that's kind of off the top of my head we could do the sliced brisket Mexican style uh, beans and rice uh, avocado probably uh, tortillas things like that nature 
So I've been challenged to do that, and that's kind of the direction I'm going. Uh, potatoes could be uh, probably a fried type of, like uh, cut your potatoes up in little cubes, lots of butter, and then probably a light, light of the fajita seasoning, salt, pepper, plus that fajita seasoning, just a little touch, just to kind of give it that kick, that little, hey, I'm here type of uh, flavor to your potatoes. They are kind of the all-American go-to. I think that's probably the three things. And, of course, we'll do the the traditional salad or whatever. But, uh, I mean, fried pies, things like that, kind of, uh, I guess, would accent the uh, meal. Uh, I think pork would be different because you would probably have to do tacos. I'm not uh, sure how a uh, pork belly would uh, work on that. I know a pork butt you would probably have to do is pulls pork. Ribs would probably be good too. And you just do the ribs and do uh, probably more more of uh, you probably wouldn't do the the uh, rice. You may do a different kind of uh, beans like. You wouldn't do the refried beans like what you get at a Mexican restaurant. You might do like uh, a pinto bean, like uh, the whole bean, like you would do uh, beans and cornbread or whatever. But uh, that's just a couple of ideas. But uh, I do accept the challenge and looking forward to conquering that style. Well, let me uh, say this before we move on. You may wonder why, why so such easily uh, persuaded to do the Mexican style Christmas uh, in my house. We've always had a very traditional Thanksgiving, but Christmas was always, you know, trial and error. I know back years ago, years ago, used to order from uh, certain restaurants. For that, I mean, for an example, uh, pizza from Chicago, uh, did some stuff from uh, Florida, like key lime pie from Florida, things like that. Uh, Last year, in honor of the movie The Christmas Story, we had uh, Chinese, because uh, if you remember the movie, the crazy dogs from next door go running through the house and the family ends up uh, having to go out to eat because the dogs that ran through their house and ruined everything, the turkey and all that. So in honor of that movie, we did uh, the Chinese food, which was real good, kind of a change of pace. Uh, this year will be Mexican style, but it will be of the barbecue variety or whatever else is brought so I do accept the challenge and to my fellow family members who are hearing this it's on see if you can keep up that's uh, kind of the way it goes Uh, I think it's going to be fun be different 
I don't know that we've ever did a Mexican style, but uh, this is, uh, you know, I really don't even think we've ever done anything really oddball as far as the whole meal. Maybe just bits and pieces from like the key lime pies, you know, or, or the Chinese food or the uh, Chicago pizza. I mean, that's just kind of a one part of it, not uh, the whole meal as far as being of that one thing, that one idea. So we will uh, do a Mexican style, and it should be should be very, very interesting and very, very good at expecting a, another house full. So we shall see how it all turns out. I'm really thinking this brisket is really going to be good. I think it's uh, it's a going to be a, a winner no matter how. You can't already beat brisket, but having it Mexican style, sort of like fajita style, as far as uh, I guess the way that it's uh, seasoned, it will uh, probably work well. Probably won't be like uh, an enchilada, but it will be it will be good. I think it will be. Uh, Hard to beat uh, my fellow family members, but of course, you're always second place uh, behind me as far as uh, barbecuing. But I mean, that's that's uh, just the way it goes when you're related to a weekend barbecue guru and, and all you fellow weekend barbecuers out there. Hey, you can take the challenge, do something different like that. Just see how it works out, and it will be uh, it will be a, a welcome addition to your tool of uh, cooking. Experiment a little bit, some different uh, seasonings. Remember to get your flavor Bible book to uh, make sure everything is affirmed as far as the flavoring. Should be all right. Should be good. Let's talk some sports. Let's uh, look at the NFL standings in the East. Miami with a three-game lead over Buffalo. Miami sitting at 9-3. and three. Then Buffalo. Then the Jets. Then New England. Wow. They must be looking for a draft uh, pick. Probably Caleb Williams out of USC, but who knows. Uh, AFC North, Baltimore with a two-game lead over Pittsburgh. And Cleveland and Cincinnati's not too far behind at a six and six record. AFC South, Jacksonville, the home team, eight and four. Indy and Houston both at seven and five. Tennessee at four and eight. The AFC West, the Chiefs have a two game lead over Denver, and then the Chargers. And then the Las Vegas Raiders at five and seven. So over to the NFC East: uh, Philadelphia, Dallas, the Giants, and Washington. In the NFC North, Detroit's in first place. Yes, I'm saying Detroit's in first place with a nine and three record. Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, Minnesota is at six and six in second. 
tied with Green Bay at six and six, and then Chicago Bears four and eight. Here, NFC South. Atlanta at six and six, Tampa Bay and New Orleans sitting at five and seven. And eliminate from all playoff is Carolina with a one and eleven record. Turning over to the NFC West with a three game lead, the San Francisco 49ers, the Rams in Seattle are at six and six, and the Arizona Cardinals at three and ten. Crazy, crazy, crazy. So, if you're looking at the playoffs, you know that in the AFC, your top four teams are going to get in. And the AFC is going to be, right now, if the season ended, would be uh, Miami, Baltimore, KC, and Jacksonville in that fourth seed. In the uh, NFC, you're going to have uh, the number one seed would be Philly, followed by San Francisco, followed by Detroit, and then Atlanta. But Dallas at 9-3 and three has a very good shot at a wild card. So that's kind of your NFL uh, fantasy. I'm doing awesome in my Yahoo League. I am at like 11-2 and two in my NFL.com fantasy. Not so good, 7-6. Tied for third place, but the thing is, there are three teams tied for first. They're nine and four. There's a team uh, eight and five by themselves, and then there's me and another person at seven and six. So, with two games left, it could very easily change. I'm going to have to win out, and I'm going to have to really, really do it convincingly. I don't know that uh, I'm going to make it in that uh, NFL.com one, but uh, got to try. Really, really uh, shocked and surprised how well I've done in Yahoo. I mean, after the draft, uh, I've said probably a million times that uh, they gave me a draft grade of an F failing that I'd never, I would not win a game, and here I am leading everybody by two games uh, I don't know what to say my my uh, system works it always has and I guess it always will unless injuries or something you know uh, you know messes that up but I do have a website fantasy football and then the number four gurus.com and I have numbers I have statistical numbers that you can use to go by to kind of look at who is producing throughout the year and what numbers they need to uh, be doing and in what level they're at whether they're a top tier second third or fourth or just an average average NFL guy probably the, the hardest position to uh, I guess uh, draft in your fantasy league would be tight end because uh, I mean if you in the first round, and if you're in like up uh, first couple of choices, I mean you're probably going to take like Christian McCaffrey, which I did because I had the number one pick in both of my drafts. That's who I took, and then you'll probably do some other guys, and you'll probably want to get Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback. But then 
when all the superstar uh, rural elite guys are gone and you're sitting there like towards the end, man, you should take a tight end because most leagues have a uh, slot for a tight end. And unless you have uh, Kelsey from Kansas City or uh, Kittle from San Francisco or Mark Andrews from uh, the Ravens, you're just going to be kind of hit and miss. Those guys are into their, I guess, uh, welded into their offensive scheme to where they are like maybe the number one option. So those are those guys you got to grab first. Now one year, a couple years ago, I thought I'll just I'll just take three of them right off the bat, all three of those, and then use them for for trade bait to help uh, booster whatever position group I needed, running back or wide receiver or even a quarterback. But golly, if uh, two of them didn't get hurt like in the first week or two. So kind of messed up my plans. That strategy didn't work out. So went back to uh, just seeing, you know, by the formula who uh, is elite and all that kind of stuff, who's producing at a, you know, at an average level. You probably want to see what, uh, who they really, I guess, produce well against, whether it's like a a good team or a bad team or an average team. You can you can tell by just running some numbers. And I have those all on that website for the first three games and then the next six and then the next nine. And then the last I have is 12 games. And you can go and compare and see the numbers, what guys are doing and how much – I guess production is going each of those uh, three weeks. And then uh, at the end of the week 15, I'll do another one, and that will give you the fantasy season records, what to look for as far as guys producing. Uh, crazy thing is there's a guy like uh, Justin Jefferson was was really playing well, and he got hurt. Some of his numbers are still higher than what's left out there in the free agent market, even though he's on IR and won't play. His numbers are still higher than what's available. Same way with Kirk Cousins. His numbers are really, really high before he got hurt. And uh, there's some guys that's not, not uh, even com- comparable. But like last night, you have to give consideration to some of these guys who have come in because of injuries. Gardner Minshew's playing well. Jake Browning last night for Cincinnati played very well. Those are guys to consider for quarterback just because they're hot now. But if you have someone that's produced throughout the year, now I made a switch because I lost Kirk Cousins to injury, but I picked up Dak Prescott. He was available, and he's produced well. In fact, he had a great game last week, which helped propel me to a huge victory. So... Those are some things to take in consideration when you're building towards the playoffs. Now, the big mistake a lot of people do is they draft their team and then they think, well, I'm so good, I'm so smart that I won't make any moves because I don't need to. Then their guys get hurt and they are left. So the smart thing to do is monitor throughout the season. And if your league does not have a limit on how many moves you can make, make the moves. 
think I've made uh, 35 moves. Just, you know, trying to get better to prolong the winning into the to the championship. I have I have played in uh, leagues before that uh, you can only make maybe three the whole year, which is crazy. You could uh, make a couple of trades, but uh, it's uh, it's a whole lot different now. I mean, injuries and things like that take a toll. And let's say you have four of your guys get hurt, and you can only make two or three moves, and you're stuck. That's when you really have to have a, a good draft and hope everything projects out well. But uh, that's the nature of the game. That's the nature of sports. I mean, you can't uh, – I mean, look at Florida State. They thought they were going to be in the playoffs, but uh, lo and behold, undefeated 13-0 conference champs of the ACC. They are not invited to the playoffs. In fact, Michigan, Texas, Alabama, and Washington are your four that are going to play. My prediction, I'm, you can't cut out Alabama and you can't cut out Texas. But it should be very, very competitive. Honestly, I don't know that Florida State is as good as the 13-0 says. I don't know that they could beat Alabama now or even Texas now because those two, to me, seem very, very hot. Uh, Texas, they uh, like to overpower you. Uh, Washington is pretty good. They have lulls where they don't play very well. But Alabama seems to be rolling, and they seem to really have uh, a desire to show everybody that uh, they are Alabama. And I don't know really about Michigan. They are a power team, but I don't know how they can push around the Texas front line. I don't know how they can push around an Alabama defensive line. So that's just to be seen. But uh, I'm going to go out on the limb and I'm going to predict that Alabama wins it. That Alabama will be the national champ. That's my guess, just from what I've seen. And with that, with that, we are going to close it out this this weekend barbecue guru fantasy football show with the Mexican-style marinade uh, topic. We're going to call an end and say, hey, thank you for everybody who's list who listens, everybody who has uh, followed, everybody who has gone to the website to check out uh, the fantasy football stuff. But I uh, appreciate each and every one of you. I think that uh, it's going to be a great, great Christmas. It's going to be a good experiment to do uh, try it you'll as the old commercial said today try it you'll like it but uh, I challenge you to, to experiment do something just a little different uh, do it maybe a Chinese style rib or the Mexican style brisket or whatever it is that uh, you are curious uh, try it make sure you get uh, the flavor Bible books from Amazon or wherever you get your books. That will help you with uh, your flavors. 
which uh, goes together and which do not. And with that, hey, thanks again for listening and stay tuned uh, for the next episode of the Weekend Barbecue Guru Fantasy Football Show. Thanks again.